Hey, we're in Halifax, Nova Scotia right now. Goes out the Propeller Brewery. It's the home to the Propeller Arcade, which is kind of hidden inside. It kind of sucks out right now, so we're gonna go inside. episode 75 of today in the scene i'm joe with indie arcade wave and i just want to say thank you for checking us out if you like what we're doing here at indie arcade wave don't forget to like share and subscribe it helps us a ton we're doing this for you guys and we just want to keep riding the wave uh this week we're going to be talking to an arcade owner named ian matheson he's an arcade owner in canada uh first interview with a canadian arcade owner which is pretty cool um and he runs propeller arcades so this is a awesome spot in halifax um i was just talking to him about propeller brewery which apparently everyone in halifax knows i'm thinking it's kind of similar to like surly if you're from minnesota um and we're just going to kind of jump into how all that came to be and what's up with the arcade so without further ado here's ian how you doing man whoa good man how are you i'm good i'm good i'm glad that uh we got you on here i know it was short notice i hit you up like a couple days ago you seem pretty excited to jump on so we'll bring you on and hear about the arcade cool Thanks. Um, yeah, so just introduce yourself, Ian. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and also, what are some of your earliest video game memories? <laughs> Got to hit you with a hard one right off the bat. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, my name is Ian Madison. Uh, I run the Propeller Arcade in Halifax, Nova Scotia, that's located uh, in the bowels of Propeller Brewery, I guess you could say. Uh and their original brewery is in the basement of this building, which they've since expanded and moved on from. And now we've kind of taken it over to fill it with everything behind me, plus a whole bunch more and kind of keep it going. Um, geez, I, <laughs> I got into this a few years ago. Uh, actually, it's been like well over 10 years. I shouldn't say a few years ago. And... Uh, it kind of snowballed into a, a crazy habit and uh, a healthy one, though. And, you know, fast forwarding many years, here we are doing this interview. But going on to, like, what your my earliest video game memory. I was in the, like, the earliest one is being in the back of this store in this hometown that I grew up at. And they had a couple of arcade machines in the back. And I can't remember anything about any of them except that one of them was NARC. And the only reason I remember that is because it was in the Ninja Turtles movie. And I was always blown away that those kids were just at the boss. And that is immortalized on screen for whoever those kids were that were playing NARC. So I guess, yeah, my earliest memory, arcade-wise anyway, would be seeing NARC and not understanding it, but being enthralled by it. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got somewhere they start. And, I mean, so many things, like, in old movies, like, pop culture references, games, like, that stuff is immortal. You're going to remember that forever. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. So how did you start Propeller Arcade? Like, did the arcade get added to the brewery? Did they start at the same time? Like, what's the story behind that? So <laughs> Propeller Brewery started in uh, 1997, so long before the arcade. The arcade just celebrated its third birthday. So Propeller was doing its thing way before the arcade um 
how it all kind of came to be was that uh, at some point in time, I bought my first arcade machine. And um, I guess, like, it was awful. I can't even remember what it was. I bought it for somebody for like a hundred bucks. It didn't really work because the, the monitor on it was all kind of gnarly. Um, and it just kind of picked up from there. Uh, a friend who kind of, I kind of pulled into the hobby. Uh, he had a, a wicked background with circuitry and mechanics and stuff. So he helped me kind of Frankenstein these things back together. And then, you know, I got like two and I got three and I by no means had a job that could support owning stuff like this but somehow it didn't stop me and i just kept getting a bunch of it and then i didn't have like a couch instead i just had more games and um friends would come over and hang out eventually i got a pinball machine and that was like a game changer um especially for me and that friend uh because it immediately changed our, our lives like he went on and he started his own uh restoration company out of it and uh and i and i eventually started the arcade so it was kind of a, a monumental moment in that um but meeting a community of people that were all obsessed with the same thing and just wanted to hang out and play these games but we didn't have anywhere to do it so that was like we got to go find a spot and well it was like shit, that spot doesn't exist and people are traveling outside of the province to go find those spots, which is kind of nuts because traveling out of this province in the wintertime just sucks. Like the roads are terrible. So um, I went to places, different bars, and I approached them and I was like, here, I have this game. Uh, do you want to put it in your bar? And they're like, well, what's the theme? And it was like, well, it's like a weird leather clad woman riding a motorcycle that's also a centaur half man. And they're like, that doesn't fit the vibe at all. It was like, yeah, you're right. Do you have anything else? It was like, go well, have this game where you kill drug dealers. And they're like, okay, that's where it stopped. Now, eventually, a friend of mine worked a propeller, and they heard me out, and we had a trial for like two weeks, and it was really good, and it was super fun, and there was a lot of foot traffic. And but but then, I kind of just I, <laughs> I ended up getting a job at propeller to uh, work the storefront. But I had the full intentions of just begging them to let me put arcade machines here because it was awesome. They have awesome beer. It was awesome staff, awesome part of the neighborhood. Uh, and eventually, you know, uh, after enough begging and, like, you know, convincing and just asking them to be totally cool about it, they were, and they gave me that shot, and the arcades sprung into action pretty quick. Yeah, your story to me sounds kind of like uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The the more you ask for it and you keep mentioning it, and they see the success, they're like, "Yeah, why not? Let's do it." Yeah, it, it was it was like a it was a fine line of coming off very professional and being like, "Listen, this is a great opportunity, and we're going to get a huge part of the community," and then being absolutely psychotic about it. So it was like, we you got to let us do this, please. Like this is so cool. I know tons of people. I know like twenty people that will come here and drink, and it's like well, we're going to need more than 20 people. And I was like, I, I promise you people will dig this. There's nothing else like it. Uh, and people did, which was awesome. It was super cool. So. Yeah, arcade bars are doing super well. I mean, if you got beer and you got arcade games, you're bringing back that, I mean, you're bringing that, that audience that is for like the 90s babies. You know, we want to be in there and do that kind of stuff. And 
Speaking of the games that you've got in there, I'm curious as to what your lineup looks like. Like, what games do you have in there, and what games do you want to have in there in the future? Like, what are games that you're looking out for? Oh, man, this is such a fun question. Um, so, I mean, pinball is the is like the spine of the arcade, I guess, because I don't care who you are. If you say you don't like pinball, you're just lying to yourself. So it, it, it was always the intention to have a wall of pinball. So we have everything from, I mean, we just brought in a Ted Nugent machine, um, which kind of got resurrected and pulled out of somebody's basement. Um, games from all eras, uh, arcade machines. We have everything from like Mortal Kombat, Terminator 2. We have ice cold beer, which I know is, that's like the golden ticket for some places. I absolutely cool. love that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, it, it, it haunts people that have never made it to the top, but we're lucky enough to get it. Um, Alien vs. Predator. I mean, you know, we have Buck Hunter. We try to get a little of everything. And then at, also at the bottom part, we expanded over over the years, the three years that we've been in, and we built a second bar. And that second bar is totally different than anything that's like behind me, which is like joysticks and pinball. It's like skee-ball, uh, ticket games, like shuffle bowling, stuff that you will walk away with tickets for. And behind the bar, we have like a wall of prizes that you can win. And normally what I try to do is kind of sniff out uh, – old action figures and stuff from the 80s and 90s that are still in their box and package and we, and we put those up so it kind of gives people the chance that they can win something that they actually had when they were a kid or something that you know jars that memory out of the back of their mind and uh it's usually a pretty fun time i mean going towards what kind of games we'd like to have i I guess it's more so how much space I'd like to have because we'll just take every kind of game. I don't think there's one bad video game. Um, I would love to have... Hmm, I feel like I only get one chance to answer this question, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have orbiter one which is a pinball machine yeah i'm pretty sure it's orbiter one which is hated by some pinball players but i think it's so funky and cool the way that the the back and forth play field works and everything will we have it i don't know it's incredibly rare but so is a lot of this stuff so yeah i mean sometimes you just got to put that energy out to the universe and sometimes you end up getting it it might be rare but you know if you keep looking for it you're bound to at least see it at some point in time you can um, do anything you want if you really want to, like within reason. Within right. Reason. And I love the ticket idea, like the way that you're giving away like old action figures. That's so unique. I've never heard of another arcade that does that because that way, like you're getting these adults to play for a prize they actually want. Not like I'm going to go get some candy or with the little jumping frog things <laughs> like. Totally. And uh, it, uh, it just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how quickly um a like a table of people will become very serious over, over pooling their tickets to get a single action figure and then it kind of turns into this like radioactive man number one situation where you have like eight people that all just won this he-man action figure <laughs> and who's like, gonna get it 
Yeah, and you can see outside while people are waiting for multiple cabs. It's like, man, what cab is that figure going? <laughs> um, that's that's so funny. I can't get over that. And you sent me a video. I'm gonna have the video um, playing here and there between questions so people can see it. But there was one thing that really stood out to me that I had to ask about, and that Whoa. is your bar top. Oh. <laughs> that thing looks insane, and I need to know more about that. So tell me the story about how you guys made that bar top. So the bar top is like, man, I, I can't like talk about the bar without cracking up because like when the arcade started, it was like a hairline budget. It was like, you know, it's the, the contrast between now and and how it started is so different. Like it, we, we had barely anything and uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but but it worked out. So the bar was just like a $400 bar we get off Kijiji, which is just like Craigslist and you know, it's a secondhand uh, local site. So now we got this bar that was built for uh, like some guy's apartment, I guess. And it's, it definitely wasn't meant to withstand everything. So we had to repair the top after like a year and a half. We were like, oh man, this thing's like taking a crazy beating. Um, so I had this idea because I'm like, I, I'm very obsessed with like, like genre films and, and like video store culture and stuff from, from go- growing up with it and just weird cinema in general. Like I love it. So I have this pretty wide VHS collection of, uh, stuff I've dug out of weird places over the years. And those are always the movies that get people asking questions and stuff. And a lot of people haven't seen them or people haven't seen them since they were in a video store and they forgot about them. Uh, so I scanned them all uh, and printed them out in cardstock. So it was pretty similar and then lined them up. And uh, a friend of mine who helps out at the arcade, we, uh, we epoxy over the bar and and dam them in. And uh, so they're sealed under epoxy at the bar. But when you're just sitting there, you kind of get to peruse through all these different VHS covers for uh, some absolutely crazy movies. Some movies are recognizable. Like there's some WWF stuff there. Um, But then there's movies like uh, uh, Savage Streets and, and, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, The Nest and black roses that uh, are a little obscure for some some people. So it's always cool to see people walk away with the list and I'm like, Oh man, I hope they come back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's. Yeah. That, that really caught my eye. Cause uh, I came into a collection of a couple thousand VHS. I just came to them. This it's a long story. I'll tell you later, but um, there was one in there that really stood out to me and it had like, some ties back to my childhood and that was there was a factory sealed first edition of little shop of horrors Sorry. At, of, of little shop of horrors oh man okay. and that was a really cool one to find there were tons of other ones in there but that was yeah. a really cool one to find so when i saw that bar top i was like this is awesome and i need to know more about what's going on here um i guess the next question that i had for you is you kind of answered it in a way but why arcade? Like, if you had the ability to start, like, a, I don't know, I guess there's, like, internet cafes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, why was the arcade the choice that you made? And what are, your, what are some of your favorite things about running an arcade? Like, what is that, like, sweet thing that you love to see in people from running the arcade? This is one of my, one of my favorite questions that anyone's ever asked me is, 
is is why the arcade and it's just what i like to do arcades got me out of it was it you know it was a distraction at a time in my life when i really needed one and it was a healthy one and um in terms of starting an arcade it 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 was just because so many people would come over to my house like you know i lived in a pretty kind of in a party-ish house for a bit so it wasn't uncommon for like like a bar of people to show up after a show or something like that and immediately it have these games and people would just be stuck to and everybody was just communicating so well over them and everyone's being friends and even if you're getting like your ass kicked at pinball you're still so stoked to see somebody pass this threshold that you've been working at and it's so cool to see what will happen next um and it was pretty like i knew right away after meeting a bunch of people in a local pinball league to have fun and going to their basements and seeing this like like a generation that was before me of people that grew up while going to the bowling alleys and they remember when like like xenon had come out and they walked in and they're like holy shit like what is that and that was still so much alive in them we just put on records you know have a beer play pinball even when the like a tournament or anything was done it was like we're still gonna play pinball uh and i knew that if if this was just more open you know if, if, if anybody off the street could come in it's gonna be a good time and i think that when you see something that you haven't seen in a long time so for example like a uh, little shop of horrors cover like that vhs it triggers something in your brain that you thought was forgotten and that can change that can do so much for somebody without anyone really knowing and sometimes it's a break from people like the nine to five world is one of the most heavy hitting hammers that can land in somebody's lap and it can it can it can add a lot of stress when you give somebody an environment like this you forget about all that um and especially when you you come here with somebody that you might have met playing one of these games 30 years ago and i've seen that happen you know i've seen people walk up to pac-man that were uh, like i'm not sure how old they were but they made it pretty apparent and they they were stuck on that game and he he had told me that they had met playing pac-man uh in a bowling alley years and years ago and they were just having so much fun and it was harmless and it was it was just it was just fun everyone was getting along and i've seen them pull people in and show them tricks on pac-man like this guy was just lighting it up and people were blown away by it and then four games over i've seen people who showed up here on a on a blind date play space invaders and they were 19 years old and that was three years ago and they're still coming here to play those games and it i don't know it's just a it's just a good connection with everybody and i think that's really important and a lot of people need that so i guess that's why it just it worked for me and i knew it would kind of work for other people so yeah i mean one thing that i feel like i've found in the arcade scene and I mean, especially I think in the arcade scene is it's kind of like the land of misfits, like anybody and everybody 
can be in there and be happy and be friends with anyone. Like nothing really matters other than just a love for the games, like playing the games, talking, hanging out. It's just, it's a no pressure environment where everybody just gets to have fun. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, from like today's standpoint and then generation today of somebody that's like 19 or 20, um, basic entertainment is totally different than what this what's what's behind me or what's in this place and it's not a bad thing i don't think it's like oh they, they have no idea what they missed out on i think that's like a selfish way of thinking um but it doesn't mean something can last a bit longer i mean it's the reason people buy records too and you can say it's better audio you can say it's anything sometimes it just feels good to do something and at some point in time when it was created, somebody hit it out of the park. I mean, like, you can look at Pac-Man. Like, it's a wicked example. It's not one of my favorite games at all, but having it down here, I see it every day, and it's like, damn, it's so simple, but people love it. And it's, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Totally agree. Um, I guess the last question that I have for you is what advice would you give arcade enthusiasts that are interested in opening up their own location? Oh man. Um, That's a tough one. Cause I mean, like it's, like I said, this place is three years old now, but it seems like it's been six months. And uh, we've gone through like a global pandemic between that. I would say stop at nothing and and do it. Just so hard to say. Learn to lift right. Yeah, immediately. Like I'm crazy for not saying that right off the bat. Learn to lift right because it'll destroy your back if you don't. And um, put the feelers out there you know, contact as many people as you can about it to support it. Like when this place first started, there's no way I had this many games, but there was a community around it that all bonded together and lent me games. Like I had people that lent me games that were worth like 15 grand in a collection uh, just because they wanted to see it work. And just because they knew that's what these things were meant to do. And they did it. And uh, I owe so much to the community for, for keeping this place alive. And I think it's one of the most supportive communities that you can find yourself in for sure. So I think if you plant the seed, you'll find that there's a lot of things that are going to help it grow. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I talk about it all the time with like the indie arcade developers that I have on here. It's all about the community. It's, it's so big. It's constantly there and everybody in it is just so cool. I haven't met anybody in the community that I haven't liked, to be honest. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I find that a lot. It's, it's true. It's, it's really true. It's pretty, uh, it's a lucky thing to be a part of. And it's crazy to see how much it's grown. I mean, like I said, when we pitched this idea, or I pitched this idea, it was, you know, I have 20 people that want to see this thing work. And now I've made so many friends. People walked in a customer and they walked out and I can be my friend and it's, it's, it's insane to think about that. And that's easily the most important thing I've walked away from with this. Yeah, so I haven't walked away. I'm still sitting here. But, <laughs> still uh, working on it. Still growing. Yeah, still working on it. But it's, it's great. I've met a lot of great friends from this. And uh, some of the greatest people I've ever met and will ever meet. So. Awesome. Well, 
that's all the questions I had for you, Ian. So I just want you to shout out any of the social medias so that people can find you guys and follow your journey. Uh, cheers, man. Sorry, what was the question? The, the compressor just kicked on in the brewery and destroyed the audio. Um, just throw out social media so that people can uh, follow your journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, you can follow it at Propeller Arcade on, on Instagram. It's also on Facebook. Instagram is by far the best way to do it. Um, you can follow the Halifax Pinball League as well and Clipper Tech Pinball. And we're kind of all tied together to promote it. But uh, feel free to tag along and by all means, send us videos. You can shoot us a message. We'll probably get back to you in some weird Simpsons meme, but we'll still get back to you. Awesome. Well, I want to say thanks for coming on here, Ian. Um, and anybody that's still watching, go check them out. Uh, see what they're all about. And if you like what we're doing here at Indie Arcade Wave, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, peace.